grace and peace, everybody. Hey, I just want to say thank you for joining another edition of Bridging the Gap. And I'm your host, Pastor Nate Brozier. And I'm joining you live here today. Well, not live, pre-recorded. But I'm joining you right here in the, uh, on the sanctuary, on the stage here at uh, Bridgeway Christian Center. Uh, you know, we launched in November and uh, we are now pushing into our third month. And we're seeing lives change and transformed. And so I'm so excited about that. Um, people ask you all the time, well, what kind of numbers you got? What are you, what are you doing here? When I begin to think and I look around the audience in our congregation, as I see people, men and women alike, uh, growing closer to Christ on a daily basis, it's, that's rewarding in itself. And, uh, and witnessed uh, several give their hearts to Jesus. We had two baptized already. And so God is on the move and I'm excited. Hey, come join us sometime. If you're ever in the Muncie, Indiana area, Come on over here to 3101 North Benton Road, Bridgeway Christian Center, and say, just say, hey, I've been watching your podcast and I wanted to come visit you. I promise you, you'd probably blow my mind if you walked in and told me that. And so, but hey, I want to start off into season four. I know it's really, I call these by season because this is the fourth year going into this podcast. We started in 2020, the year of COVID. And so we're now, actually, it was 2021. And so now we're jumping into 2024. And I'm excited about going forward on this year. And so I'm going to try to get more in-depth with you on some things, uh, but just continue to be you know, authentic as I try to do as often. And so today I want to simply talk to you on the lines of don't be a pretender. Pretender. Don't be a pretender. And so we're going to kind of talk on this line. We hear this kind of conversation presented uh those who claim themselves to be something or, or try to proclaim that they're something that they're not. So we call those pretenders in the sports, sports world where people have all this talk, but when you see them actually play, you're, you realize y'all were just pretending. You were in make-believe land. And so, yeah, anyway, we're going to talk about this from a spiritual perspective. And so don't be a pretender is the title today. So we're going to be referencing the Romans chapter 12. We're actually studying in Romans right now here at Bridgeway on our Wednesday night classes. And, um, but this just kind of hit my spirit as I was dealing with this today. And so Romans chapter nine or 12 verses nine through 11 says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, Paul says, but work hard and serve the Lord, and I like this terminology, enthusiastically. Now, a thought process to you today, I told you the title of this text is Don't Be a Pretender. Now, I want you to understand the particular topic here of pretender. I want you to see this word, and we're going to kind of dissect this word, that pretender in the, in the simple uh, form is pretend means unfeigned, undisguised, undisguised, sincere without dissimulation. Simply put, hypocrisy. We got so many people that are pretending to be something that they're not. And that is what the unfortunate part of what we see in our world today is that there's so much hypocrisy inside the church that there are so many people not wanting to be a part of the church. 
That is the unfortunate truth right now. Barna research kind of shows people won't go back to church because of something that happened in the past. And there's so many high statistics upon that. I just want us to understand as body believers, body of Christ, believers of the Bible, that we should never pretend. We should be authentic and real as they get. Even what Paul is suggesting here in Romans chapter 12, he was telling them to love others, really love them as if they're not going to really love them. So that shows even back then there was a lot of fraudulent love. There was a lot of uh, fake love or there was a lot of hypocrisy that we were seeing even during those times in the Bible that Paul recognized. But look at verses 9 and 11. It clamps down on the importance of being authentic. I consider myself, I try to be as authentic as possible. I was one of those guys that I would look at pastors that would be so uptight, high and mighty, that they would never feel like they were touchable. I always told myself, even when I became a full-time pastor in ministry back in 1999, I began to tell myself that I will be real, I will not be considered untouchable, I will be approachable. I would be as real as I am behind the pulpit and outside this church. They would see the real authentic side of me. And I believe that's what we're seeing in the church today is, or the lack of, we're not seeing that in the churches today. Not just including the pastors. I'm talking about the church goers. I'm talking to you who are coming to church Monday through, or uh, that are coming to church on Wednesdays and Sundays or whatever time of session class you may have. But I, I believe that what people are seeing in the body right now is not true authenticity. Come on, man. We need to be more authentic towards the things of God. I want to be more like him. I want to talk like him. I want to respond like him because this is my sincere desire to be more like Christ. This is not a front. This is not a facade, a mask, as you would say. I don't want to wear that, nor should the church or the body of Christ ever attempt to be something that they're not. Be authentic. Now, here's the thing. It's easy to be fake, but we must evaluate the heart. We must evaluate the heart if we aren't sincerely happy for someone else or we aren't willing to honor those who need honor. Listen, this is true authenticity. Sometimes I know, I know, let's, don't raise your hands. Don't, don't tell me later that you was talking to me about this, but we've all struggled with this to an extent. When you see somebody, you know, become successful in something they're doing, you want to say, well, good job. Praise the Lord. You do praise God. But then there's that jealousy sometimes that rises up in you. Like, man, why don't he do that for me? Why can't I receive that? Why can't I get the blessings that they received as well? This is why I say it's easy to be fake because we're like, oh, praise the Lord. I'm so happy for you, but you're really not happy for them. But yet you put on a lip service saying what you are. But if we can truly rejoice when somebody else is winning in life, if we can truly rejoice when the church down the road is winning souls, if we can truly just rejoice to those who are doing something well for the kingdom of God instead of holding grudges or just being jealous and, and all, that at it, all that that is. So we need to be more authentic and be willing to honor those who need honored. 
You know, I, I, I say this, being a person of character and integrity means that you are what you claim to be. You know, you, you can sit here and tell me all day long that you're a man of integrity or a woman of integrity or a person of character, and you can tell me till you're blue in the face. But you know something about this? It's, it's just like what Paul says. He tells us never to be lazy, but work hard. If you're a person of character that says, I'm a God-fearing guy, but you don't work for a living, then you're, I question the character of the man or the integrity. If you are what you say you are, then guess what? Your fruit will justify and prove that you are a true person of integrity and character. Now, Paul makes it clearly here. He goes, love those. Don't pretend to love them. Be happy for them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good and love each other with genuine affection. This is a true sign of character, a character, a characteristic that, that actually pertains to Jesus Christ. He loved those who were unlovable. He, he protected those who needed his protection. He guided those who were lost. And he would save the night, save the one and, or leave the 99 just to save the one. God was a man. Jesus was a man of character. And so it's, it's interesting that Paul would make this statement in verse 11, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Listen, if you're a man of integrity, if you're a person of integrity, then you're going to serve the Lord enthusiastically. Another word for enthusiastically here is, you can also see it in the, in the King James Version, is fervently. And uh, this comes from the Greek word zeo, which means zeal for what is good. Listen, we should serve the Lord with so much zeal. That is authentic. We should serve the Lord to our fullest capacity with excitement on the inside, not grudgingly. Bible tells us not to give grudgingly. And I don't mean just about money. Sometimes we're like, oh, I don't have this to give. I should give it anyway because the pressure, I feel the pressures. No, I'm not talking about giving of a financial standpoint or monetary. I'm talking about giving even of yourself through your gifts, your talents, your abilities. We are to give God our best with so much zeal that is in us, with enthusiasm, and give it to him enthusiastically. Now, there's not a whole lot of people I know much anymore that comes into the church screaming, hallelujah, I'm so glad that I get to serve God today. Now, that's true enthusiasm. But you know, you should come up, you should wake up, and when you go into the house of God, know that you can be an impact, whether you're working in the children's ministry, whether you're working in the teen ministry, whether you're just a janitor cleaning in the church, what talent and what gifts that you have to give to the church or the body of Christ is not going unnoticed. There is no such thing as a person that is giftless. Everybody is given a certain measure of some type of gifting. Now I'm gonna read, I'm gonna teach tonight here at Destiny in this, this platform in just about an hour and a half from now. But we're gonna talk about the gifts that God has given to the church. And we can't just sit on these gifts. You hear what I'm saying today? There's so many people that are sitting out in the congregation, the pews, the chairs. We can say the pews in this church. But there's so many people sitting in the pews and they're just sitting on the talent that God has given them. They're sitting on the gifts of encouragement that Christ has given them. They're sitting on the gift of 
you name it. They have the ability to be an encourager. They have a gift to be a, a, a giver financially of themselves. You're just sitting on them. Unfortunately, there's many of us that are sitting on their gifts. Now I can just, I can, I can testify for myself. For years, I would have done the same thing. I was just going through the motions. Now I pray to you that I don't want you to go through the motions. I don't want you to be a pretender. I want you to be an authentic worshiper of Jesus Christ. That you will present your body, even as Romans says, to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Here's what I'm asking you to do. And, and, and I'm not going to be long on these podcasts much longer. I'm going to maybe go 14, 15, right in that area minutes. But I want us to understand that Christ is calling you to come out and be who he's called you to be. Be the authentic, real woman or man of God that he's called you to be. Don't just pretend, don't play church, but be the church. I've been teaching on this at Bridgeway uh, a few weeks ago that I don't want to be just doing church. I just don't want to just be doing church for the rest of my life. You know why? Because God has called me to be the church. And what is that simply put? To be the hands and to be the feet of Jesus Christ. To go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Deliver the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who are willing to listen. Hey, I want to pray for you because I know many times we're tempted and we get caught into that rut. Best way to put it, it's a rut. We get caught into those routines and that rut of doing this cycle. It's called a cycle. Can you see the cycle? You just keep going back and forth doing the same thing. But God is calling you to come out from where you've been and be authentic as you are. Be the real man or woman of God that he's called you to be. No longer be a pretender, but be the real deal. Be the real thing. Be the very person. Be the body of Christ. And I want to pray for you right now. So Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. They're watching this podcast, uh, maybe working out, driving down the road, sitting at home, at work, in between breaks, whatever it is. God, I pray to those that they no longer play church, but they become the church. That they would no longer pretend, but they would be authentic in their worship. And then when I talk about worship, I talk about the intimacy that they have towards you. That they will be authentic in their walk with you. That they will be authentic in every aspect that you have given them from gifts that they possess. God, let them be the chosen ones. God, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. We break that spirit of fear that would hinder them from going to the place that you've called them to go to. God, I pray right now, raise them up, God, to be mighty men and women of valor, to be the chosen ones that you've called them to be. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, you've watched another edition of Bridging the Gap. Hey, until next time, I'll see you again. I'll probably, I like this spot actually, so I might, I might do this more often. Hey, I'll see you then. God bless you. Opus. Opus. Opus.